please um, turn to Psalm 23 and stand. Psalm 23, the word of our Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Dear Lord, thank you for this worship service, for the, for the liturgy today that's guided us into your word, words of life, conviction, forgiveness. Lord, continue to, to guide us, guide our hearts as we prepare to dine with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Well, I'm excited to bring this communion meditation to you this morning. I've been doing some research on strategy in the Bible. And today I'd like to talk about the strategy of feasting. What we see in the Scripture and what we'll see today is that feasting actually is a weapon against the enemies of God. And in other words, feasting is fighting. So let me explain a little bit. It's well accepted that the stru- in the structure of, of strategy, you have ways, means, and ends. Ways are just that, the way that we do things. It's the how. It's the tactics. The means are the resources, the tools, the equipment, the procedures that we have. These are the things that we use. The ends well, that's where we're going. That's the desired outcome. That's the, that's the final state. What I've been discovering in my research on strategy from the Bible is that what we often relegate as ends, in other words, something that is at the end state, it's the goal, are actually ways and means to get to that end. Let me give you an, an example of, of how we, we normally think of ways, means, and ends. We typically think about feasting as a celebration that happens at the end of something. Um, I don't know exactly the timing of it, but my hunch is that the football team does their banquet at the end of the season. And Vex and Leg- Legos and all these things, once you have won the battle, uh, then you feast. And that's a normal timing that we see. But what kind of disrupts this normal timing for us as Christians is the fact that Jesus has already won. And so in our Christian campaign, we are moving along, fighting a battle that in one sense is already won. And that's the reason that it's a little bit different for the Christian campaign with the ways, means, and ends. That's the reason that the ways and the means are actually moving us 
towards the end. So let me explain just a little bit more. We'll keep going. I think the best thing to do is let's, uh, let's look at verse 5 here. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So I want to focus on that. That's our focus verse today, in the presence of my enemies. Now, this could be an eschatological, just looking to the future and, 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 and thinking about our ultimate dining with Jesus. There is a sense of that, but that's not the main thrust of this passage. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 gives us some context for this table and these enemies. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is real life. This is a table that's prepared figuratively, but in real life, with real enemies in a real and clear and present danger. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5. Now, Joshua 5 occurs after they've crossed the Jordan. They've just gone into what we would call in the military the AOR, the area of operations. They are no longer on the peaceful side. And notice when they, when they passed this river, when they crossed this river, this was not like George Washington crossing the Delaware on Christmas, 1776. Look at verse 1. Let's read verse 1. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all of the kings of the Canaanites were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, that their heart melted, and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. So they knew that this had happened. And it melted their heart. Well, after they crossed over, of course, the first order of business was circumcision. Because all of those who had been born in the, in the wanderings, none of those were circumcised. So they did that. That happened in verse 5. And they waited until they're healed. That's verse 8. A very vulnerable position to be in. In enemy territory. But the Lord was preparing a table for them. So they just crossed over into enemy territory and they feast. They kept the Passover. Let's read verses 10 through 12. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. Now, I want to talk about, I want to give you the two reasons why I say that feasting is fighting. The first one is that it's a psychological warfare move. John Gill says it very well, I think. He says this, They see, 
talking about the enemies, they see and envy, and they are distressed at a more glorious state of the church yet to come. He went on to say that a feast that is well prepared on a table in the presence of the conquered makes them feel it. They know that this battle is won. There's, there's nothing probably more bold than to stop in the middle of a warfare and set up a table. I'm not worried about this. Psychological warfare really is warfare. And uh, verse 1 says that. Their heart melted. Their heart melted just at the sense of them crossing over the Jordan. And there was no spirit in them anymore. So that's the first reason that feasting is fighting is because of psychological warfare. But the second reason that feasting is fighting is that there's power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus immediately brings to mind the person of Jesus, the position of Jesus, the victorious cross work of Jesus, how he overcame the evil one, and his total territorial conquest that is inevitable. And when we drink this cup, the pastor says it every Sunday. For as often as you drink this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. You proclaim the Lord's death, what He did, until He comes. This conquest, this mission that we're on. There is power in the name of Jesus. What does it say? But at the name of Jesus... Every knee shall bow. Just the name. And it is proclaimed in our feast. We began talking about strategy. There's, of course, a feasting that is at the end. That is an overall outcome. But when we dine with Him now, we have tables, we have cups, we have bread, we have wine. We are fighting as we are feasting. This proclamation is a direct attack in the heavenlies every Sunday, everywhere that it's taken. And not only that, and this is our primary feast, but we also have other feasts. We have fellowship meals. And when when Trevor told me before the service that on, on Christmas he's been partying hard, what he meant by that is in a good Christian way with the shepherds. And I heard from Pastor Kaiser, and we've been partying hard. And this is, this is a wonderful strike against the enemy as we feast. In fact, the greater our joy, the greater our resting, and I know that a pastor is going to talk about that in the sermon today. The greater our resting, the greater our trust in the victory of our captain during this feast, the stronger the blow against the enemy. So, Let's dine at His table, prepared for us in the presence of our enemies, and let's fight as we feast and enjoy it. In Jesus' name. Okay, let's pray. Dear Father, we thank You for the honor of of being in Your military campaign. It is so wonderful that You feed us in the presence of Your enemies, even now, as we proclaim Your name, as we feast, as we fight by feasting with You. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.